This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take a red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole is. Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. Welcome back for another episode Welcome of The Swerve. We're back. back. He's back. <laughs> Not this time. Um. So, I'm just—I guess, fuck it. I'll just get it out of the way. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, we are the Swerve Podcast. Um, our format is super simple. We're just three random dudes on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So. Every week we pick a topic, we research it, we dissect it, we discuss it on the fly and try to figure it out. Usually we don't know anything about these topics and they're kind of out there niche weird shit. So um, this week's topic is Keith Ranieri and the Knicks of him cult. Oh, that's how you say that. It's Nexium, <laughs> but <laughs> Is it Nexium? It's Nexium. Oh, you! I said next of him. Yeah, you, you pronounce the the V. The v? But Nexium. Okay, Nexium. Like, when I was listening on YouTube. Yeah, you're, no, Nexium. you're right. You're right. It is. It is Nexium. Ranieri um, was correct. Good thing we're here to correct. figure it out. Pronunciation <laughs> included. Well, we got the pronunciation down now, so that's a fucking step in the right direction. Boys, I gotta be honest. I fucked up. So. I oh, thought shit. I thought we were doing a different topic today. I thought we were no! doing, I thought we were doing the Trudeau one. And I, oh, I knew by that text. text this I was texted bad. Magnum last night and I was like I was like, hey, we're doing the Trudeau one, right? And he's like, no, Keith Keith Rainier. I'm like, fuck. I knew it too. I knew it. God, I knew yeah. I knew I, I love was, how like the one of the few times you actually prepare for this thing, you study the wrong fucking topic. <laughs> <laughs> well, I even like went back to our like Facebook thing and was like, "Hey, I get the topic." And See, like the the Trudeau one was at the top of the polls. So I like, told oh, you that was going to be a problem because I said, "I'm like, this is why we have to vote. You can't just vote for everything because it's going to cause problems." And it did. Well, in my defense, I don't think I voted for this one. I voted for it after we <laughs> recorded and you didn't we just agreed. Physically vote for for it, but you verbally voted for it. Yeah, uh, but I also verbally All right. voted for the other one. Well, it's anyway, neither here so nor there. We'll either way. I fucked up. We'll figure it out. Um, this um, one's way better, anyway. So, well, that was the other thing. Um, okay, so, well, we might as well segue into this because we've already started off so poorly. Um, what's we got a <laughs> secondary component to this podcast, and uh, I don't want to talk about it. It is the beautiful. Golden liquor. Oh, yeah. So this week I am drinking Corona once again. 
What Envy didn't mention is that we like to have a few bevies while we do this. So there's a twist. There's a twist. What's the twist? We try and get fucked up. Well, we're not just hardcore researchers (laughs) presenting our data that we've discovered. The twist is we have a beverage simultaneously. Bum, bum, bum. Multiple beverages. That's what, that's what differentiates <laughs> us from all the other podcasts. Yeah, we're not boring because we're shit faced. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, uh, but I mean, we are boring with our drink choices. I will we, admit, though, like when we're together, like recording in the same room, it's a lot better because we get a lot more shit faced. Because then there's like shots. Like, well, I feel like the audience is like three or four different things, but. We should mention that to the audience. We are still recording via teleconferencing apps yeah. um, due to the current restrictions that we have. Social distancing in Canada. All. So, yeah. Um, okay, I'm just I'm going to get into the basics now. We should crack okay, into so this. Okay, so I'm drinking a Budweiser. Oh, we didn't even go through that. Never mind. Budweiser. Envy did a... Uh, Corona. Corona. I'm Budweiser today, keeping it real light. I have uh, white rum water is that good why the fuck's always with water like i thought vodka i'm on a cut okay, but i'm on a cut rum? what are you talking about there's two months left in the fitness jesus. challenge that's why i'm gonna cut jesus taking it seriously is white rum you didn't in notice? water good no <laughs> what do you think well the vodka water you always get vodka water that's vodka. actually not bad yeah vodka it's water. not good it's not bad well, okay, it's the same like thing. It's not. It's bad. not bad. It's not bad, but like, it's not going to be good. Like, it's not like it's it, a fucking. It gets the job done. Sex on the beach, or it like gets you sex on the. Beach. It's not. It's not like it's like a it's highball not, or anything. It's not a Long Fuzzy Island iced tea. You know? Yeah, <laughs> the Bellini. Yeah, um, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Keith Raniere. Keith Raniere. Oh, okay, into let's it. hop into the basics here. So I'm just going to start it off. Um, Talking about Keith Raniere and his um, alleged sex cult. Keith Raniere, he's the founder of this cult named called Nexium. Um, essentially, it's a multi-level marketing organization um, that somehow f- turned into a cult at some point, or maybe it was always a cult. It's hard to say how that happened, but it was a self-development, self-help seminar-based mm-hmm. company. Um, and the, the thing is, it's crazy about it. There's like a range of celebrities and kind of high profile people that were a part of this, which we will get into later. It is nuts. God damn. I was very surprised. Quite, quite an extensive list of, well, it's not that extensive to be honest, but there's some celebrities in there that are noteworthy and some yeah, really from rich people. S- from Smashville, the show Smashville. Not even close. Smallville. No. Yeah. <laughs> Small, oh, Smallville. I can tell you didn't you didn't study at all. <laughs> no, no, he, he is he is into this fucking sex cult. He's like, we're smashing. Let's go get in there. <laughs> yeah. Smallville, Smashville, close enough. It's a garbage show. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Smashville. Yeah, Keith Raniere. That's actually good. That's good. Just want smash. to smash. Um, oh, smash. <laughs> Keith Raniere. God Why don't damn. we just smash? makes a cult the um, vanguard is what it was referred to as. yeah he was referred to as vanguard um and funny enough vanguard is a character from an arcade game mm-hmm. back in the day and vanguard the arcade character became stronger every time he destroyed his enemies so very um 
interesting name to choose. Well, very appropriate name, I suppose, right? Given the details of this. Um, but still in the basics of this. <laughs> Basically, Nexium, there's tons of accusations of sexual abuse of female members um, by well, Ranieri himself as well as his inner circle. We shouldn't but, say Nexium because Nexium was like the, I guess, cover, which was a self help marketing pyramid scheme like company but under that like later it was developed after 2009 i believe around 2011 DOS. Um, yes dos is what it's yeah but that's dos is for all intents and purposes nexium is still the main culprit i yeah it was DOS DOS is, yeah, for the bow is what the alternatives which were literally like allegedly these sex cults yeah of it. okay these were the other branches of it well, the more it was like this is like the inner inner there was circle a few, kind of thing, right? Because he he started a few things, didn't he? Yeah. Wasn't this was I, just the big one? Yeah, and like Nixon was the cover, and it kind of got everyone into it. And then the ones I guess he wanted to fuck were allegedly. <laughs> recruited into the more allegedly secret one. <laughs> yeah, and we'll get into the details of that when we get more into the cult aspect of this. But I just want to say off the top. Um, this guy, he's extremely charismatic. Every interview that I found of people talking about him, they all really say the same thing. Like he, he has this ability to make people feel like they're the only person in the room. Mm -hmm. um, he's like an expert listener. So he makes people feel heard um, and very special. So, and that's like really good. That's like any good leader has those traits. But in addition to that, he kind of had like a mythos about him as well in the sense that, uh, you know, he was speaking full sentences when he was one, he was reading mm. at the age of two, he played concert level um, piano pieces at the age of 13. Yeah. So all and three of those were actually discredited. It was just something he, uh, he said, and everyone just started to like, believe him because he was very charismatic. Well, I, I don't know. Oh. I don't know about that. All I, I, I discredited, like I, I watched mm. an interview with like this news report, Newscast woman, what the hell's her name? I don't even fucking know. I have it open somewhere here. Interesting, Magnum. Do your homework, bud. No, I, I well, I will push back on that because I feel like, <laughs> I feel like people. I did see people saying that they don't know if that's true, but um, like I don't know where they would have got that information well, from. Like one thing he said was he did a triple major, and that he had like a crazy GPA, but he actually had a two point seven GPA with a single major. No, but okay, cool. but he is actually like. He did Listen. take the um, test or whatever, and he had a very high IQ. Oh, I want to get into that in a second here. He allegedly has an IQ of 240, um, yes. and we'll get into that in a second. That's not but good, is it? Th no. That's amazing. That's amazing. That's <laughs> like 240? That's in, yeah, like, that's, that's, that's like smartest person in the world. That's one in a million. That's, that's, 90, that's in the 99.9999 percentile. It's 200. I thought it was a higher. Oh, okay. no, that's, well, obviously, that's I don't know how, obviously, I don't know how the IQ test scale works. Yeah. Well, usually IQ tests can only, uh, like a standardized IQ test will verify up to 160 usually. Yeah. Isn't like the average around 140 or something? No, like that, that? 140, right. 140 is still very high. The average is 100. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was like 140. 140 is like gen that's genius level. Anything above 130 is considered genius level. Um, 100 is the average. 
So then two, 200 plus is like savant. <laughs> it's one, it's one in a million. It's like most. So it's never see that. Yeah. It's incredible. That's like Carl Jung would be up there. Honestly, not even Einstein's IQ was estimated to be this, that high. Yeah. But Einstein didn't pass high school. So why would it be? That's that not high? true. That's not true. <laughs> God damn. Okay. So I just want to, that's what that's I want to say. Like, he had this mythos about him, whether or not, let's just say, whether or not this stuff's discredited, I don't know enough about it. Um, but he had that mythos about him and he did have that ability. Like he still had this charisma and this ability to make people feel special. So, I mean, that's, that speaks cult leader right there. And then secondly, he also always, we'll get into part of his life too, but he was always polyamorous. Like he, he had this firm belief. He's like, you know, I'm going to be polyamorous. I'm going to have many women. Um, what does polyamorous mean? Like, like he's not going like to have one girl. He's just out there. Yeah, well, he's never going like to have one girl. He doesn't have one partner. He has oh, many not, partners. Oh, I see. Okay. But he also expects his partners to not have other partners except yes. him. So that was what made him like, in terms of cult leaders, that's what made him exceptional cult leader. in the fact that he could actually convince his followers to not have sex with anyone else other than him while him maintaining yeah. multiple sexual re- relationships. And that was... It's like the guy from Tiger King. No. <laughs> no. I, I think this guy's a little bit more... <laughs> like that, but on steroids, I guess. A little bit more, a little bit more swagger than uh, Tiger. Actually, you know what? That guy had some swag, though. <laughs> yeah, you can't argue that swag. That's the most swag we've ever... Anyways, not important. His, yeah. <laughs> his fucking um, country music album. That's Man. a crazy... That was crazy. What a but time to be alive. Neither here nor there. Um, so we're kind of, that's kind of like the basics of everything. But I think, I think like we should start with talking about Keith, Keith Raniere himself and then talk about the cult. Like his upbringing. Yeah. So I, I just have some, before we even get into his life, I just have some like cool shit about him. I just wanted to spew because it'll paint the picture of who he is a little better. Like we just said about the IQ. I just want to dive into that for a second there's this society called the mega society. And in order to join this society, you have to be, uh, I don't know, like you have to be in the one, you have to be in that 99.9999 percentile. So that's like the one in a million. That's where that comes from. And if you go to their site, they'll mail you uh, IQ tests, like their specific one that only they judge. And he did that. And when he did that IQ test from the Mega Society, that's where he got his 240 IQ score from. So um, to put that in perspective, like we said, most IQ tests, they only can score up to about 160 just because that's so rare. Like you need to establish a bell curve in order to get these scores. And someone with an IQ of 160, you only find one in 30,000 people with that IQ. So like if you have any IQ above that, it's hard to score. But according to the IQ tests from the Mega Society, he's 240. And that's, they validate that. So that is, that is a f- true thing. Um, that he had that IQ. Yeah. According to that society, yes. Yeah, but the, the thing, the Mega Society though, there's uh, a notable guy. I just wanted to throw his name out there. Christopher Langdon, you guys might've heard me talk about this guy before but he has the highest iq in the world um and he's just uh he's such a cool guy we should do a topic on him one day he like 
he's a rancher he was a bar uh, a bouncer at a bar and now oh, he's a rancher I know who you're talking about yeah highest like, iq in the world physics and theories and stuff while yeah, yeah he made this theory it's called the cognitive theoretic model of the universe where he basically tries to outline what reality is and it's just really fascinating so he's a part of the mega society too so i just thought that was kind of cool that like mm-hmm. you know this legitimate fucking genius that has this crazy theory on what reality is He's in. He was in the same society as this Keith Raniere guy. So this is through Nixivism or whatever the fuck. It's no, 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 no. This is the mega society. This is uh just this an IQ. Not, this, this is, is the one in a million. This. No, no, not part of the cult thing. No. Okay. But that's just fun. Um, I also found that like he was fascinated with Amway, which is like uh it's like a multi-level marketing company. So it, it's like a really big company. So it kind of makes sense that he would run his companies like that because kind of yeah. growing up, he was, was he was just interested in Amway. Um, he also was fascinated with Scientology and neuro-linguistic programming. So, <laughs> you know, Scientology is a fucking cult, so it makes sense. He like, would model his organization using some of those principles, perhaps. And then secondly, neuro-linguistic program. Um, Envy, you might have heard of this before, NLP. It's a, it's, it's a way to use language or just like thoughts to either persuade or influence yourself or persuade and influence other people. It's a scarce form of like, I guess most closely associated to that would be like hypnotism or yeah, hypnotism, but a way of projecting one's own emotions, thoughts, and desires on something else. It's a way to like there's so much to neuro-linguistic programming, but, uh, essentially like you can use it like, yeah, like you just said it and it's like a hypnotism. Like you can use it to like change past memories that you have that might be traumatic or you just don't like, you can change your memories with it. Um, yeah, keywords represent certain wants. Desires. Yeah. Like say, say you want say, say you want to feel like confident all of a sudden you can like, uh, train your brain to, uh, trigger itself to certain cues so say you're like hey when i go into this meeting i want to be confident you might have trained yourself to uh when you clap your hands a certain way that you just feel confident like there's weird things like that and he was fascinated with this kind of thing um i thought it was interesting because like I've, I've read a couple books on neurolinguistic programming and it's pretty interesting but what i'm saying overall he's interested in amway he's interested in scientology and he's interest, interested in neurolinguistic programming so multi-level marketing cult and manipulation <laughs> there so, you go add it all together what do you get <laughs> so if you, you want to get a lot of pussy there you go that's <laughs> so right off the bat that's the secret Damn that's it. his yeah just his background i thought that was interesting um i just i i found this quick story about about him um i just thought this was hilarious i just want to share it off the get-go in 1998, he uh, he was dating this girl, Tony Natalie, and actually he was dating her for some time. But she had a friend named Nancy Salzman, who we'll get into later because she's pretty important. But Nancy Salzman, she was a psychiatric nurse um, and a trained hypnotist um, and trained in NLP, the neuro linguistic programming. So Tony Tony goes to Natalie one day and she's like, because Tony's dating Ranieri. And she's like, ah, you know, he's kind of being weird. Like, you know, he's kind of being narcissistic. He has these grandiose ideas and he's always behaving like erratically and whatnot. So she's like, 
I just need help with him. And Nancy, you know, being a psych psychiatric nurse is like, you know, what you're telling me, he kind of sounds like a sociopath. So how about I go meet with him and on your behalf? Um, and I'll, I'll figure out this situation for you. Cause I have the training and I, you know, like I'm a psychiatric nurse. So Nancy <laughs> meets with Ranieri and then like several days later, Tony says that Nancy comes back and she's just like, Oh, you just don't understand Ranieri. You don't get him. You don't really know who he is. So like he totally just mind fucked this psychiatric nurse and just like, <laughs> so it just goes to physically fucked her too. Oh, we well, don't he, know. <laughs> no, he did because he, she later became one of his main partners, which we'll get into. So that's what I'm saying. Like the level of his ability to manipulate people. It's that great. Like, mm. He's dating this girl. Her friend goes to confront him, and he ends up just banging the friend, like, <laughs> and like, like turning the friend to like. <laughs> so that's just yeah, the type of guy this guy is. Um, there was another one. He met this chick. Her name was Christine Milanakos, and she was actually Mrs. Michigan in 1995. So she's she's a decent looking woman. Um, well, I mean, it's Michigan, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well there you go um he 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 tells her that he can when women have sex with him they can see blue light and like prof that. profound events will happen and she and she, quite, she said she saw it yeah yeah she's like uh, skeptical at first but just she's like you know i don't whatever she fucks him anyway yeah, she's then, like, I'm skeptical. I better sleep with him to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> and she said that she actually did see it, but she hid that. She never told him that. Yeah, so um, kind of funny. Like, if you think of noetic science, like, implanting that thought in their head. Oh, you mean neuro-linguistic like programming, not not yeah. noetic science. Sorry, my bad, yes. <laughs> NLP. With NLP, like, planting that thought in someone's head is going to make them think about it. Be like, oh, is it happening? Is it happening? So it, it might even, like, it, it triggers their brain to see things that are pro probably not there. So in yeah. terms of him doing that, this is just another way of NLP trick. Yeah. Manipulating. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Her quote was, wow, my brain is really susceptible to the power of suggestion. <laughs> so, uh, and I mean, I think that sets him up pretty, pretty well, right? Like smart guy, like, you know, this it's got cult leader written all over it. Um, it's, it's quite hilarious, but I guess we can maybe get into his life a little bit now. Um, I mean, he's decently old. He was born 1960 in the 1960s, uh, August 26th, his mom was an alcoholic. So I don't really know how that plays a role in his upbringing and maybe how that affects him. But I did find some things talking about early on, he was even manipulative so like one classmate was saying um, he would, she would share like information with him and then he would just hold that against them. He'd be like, Hey, you know, I have a little bottle of poison I can hold over your head. And like, he would like call her and be like, little bottles, little bottles. What the fuck? So like, even at an early age, uh, he, he understood that if you can hold something over mm -hmm. someone, you can get them to do what you want. And that is a key factor of the inner more circle of Nixium. Yeah, that'll it'll completely play into. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, he, I don't, I don't know how this plays into it, but I just found that he he read this like mind control themed work 
It's called like Second Foundation um, by Isaac Asimov. And I guess that kind of inspired him and some of the work he did with Nixium. So he read that when he was 12. And so I don't know how that plays into stuff, but that was just something that I found. So, you know, he's clearly interested at an early age in like manipulation. You know what's funny? Um, part of my readings led me down the path where he adopted certain traits and or teachings from the Nazis in order to manipulate people. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find anything like that. That's yeah, far yeah, yeah. back. I found it in a video on YouTube and it was also on uh, Wiki. God damn. Hmm. Yeah, and there's like, like scientists and researchers that they use certain manipulation techniques within the Nazi regime were adopted and used by Ranieri in his own Nixium and well, DOS or the Val. I'm not surprised. That's interesting. <laughs> um, his parents, I guess, even his parents thought that he was kind of weird because they would tell him, like any good parent would, like you know, oh, you're smart, you know, you're talented, you're gifted. But this just like went straight to his head and he was like literally acting like he was Jesus. And they, they said that it was almost like a switch went off in his head. So like, you know, they would give praise to him, but like, it was like, almost like, Oh, of course. Like that's, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the best. Yeah, of course. And I found this, I think it was his mom talking about this, but she was like, many girls would come to the house and uh, she would hear him on the phone. Like, like, like a dozen girls would like call the house and each time she would hear him on the phone being like, Oh yeah, you're the only one for me. You're so special. I love you. And like, you know what I mean? So like, even in his teens, he's just like, you know, running fucking train, like no, nobody's business. Um, it, it, it just, it doesn't surprise me where he turned out is what I guess what yeah, I'm right. What I here. find like super interesting is that, like at a certain point in his life, which we'll get into more later, but he denounces all his like material possessions and all this. So he's just like, he's basically a bum, but he's still like with all these like millionaires, like movie actresses and just like fucking all of them. Right. Um, kind of going through this life shift, right? He, uh, like, I think you said this already. He had a, his GPA was 2.26, which is a shit GPA. Like that's not, anything like that's barely passing but he it's so it's weird it's like in one sense there's evidence that he's not succeeding uh i guess academically but mm -hmm. on the other hand there's he does the mega society iq test blows it out of the water has an iq of 240 um and he clearly runs successful businesses um whether or not like obviously you know all this criminal shit comes out of it but if you just take it at face value, like he's running like, you know, million dollar businesses and you can't be stupid to do that. Like that takes some level yeah, of skill. Know, like he's able to convince people to donate millions to him in exchange for personal growth. Yeah. So that personal growth is in quotations because he basically fucks them for $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> it's Literally insane. and figuratively. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like very accurate. Both of them. Um, just some weird shit that I found in his somewhat youth. When he was 24, he allegedly dated and was sexual with two 15 year olds. Um, oh, shit. I one of them. You, that. When he was 24? 
when he's 24. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, one, one of this will come. Her name was uh, Gina Hutchinson, and she okay. comes she comes into the story later when we yeah, talk about okay. it. So let's just keep her on the burner for now. But that was something that came up. Um, 1990, he so he's 30 at this point. He founds this, uh, con, it's called Consumers Byline Incorporated. So this is like his, I guess, his first multi-level marketing company that he makes. Um, and funny enough, though, it's like in 1993, 20 states um, investigated the company and New York actually ended up filing a lawsuit against the company, alleging it was a pyramid scheme. So like even right out the get-go, he's like, hey, you know, I'm going to start this business. Um, it's like right off the get-go, it's being, you know, targeted as like a racket. It's just, it's just some bullshit. So he gets a, this lawsuit from New York. Um, and I guess in 1996, he's barred from promoting, offering, or granting participation in a chain distribution scheme. And he also gets a $40,000 fine. So I just thought not that was to, funny. Not off to a great start. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't um, hinder him at all. <laughs> yeah. And I guess in his time with this uh um consumer consumers byline incorporated this is when he meets tony natalie that was the that girl i was talking out talking about at the beginning uh that's like one of i guess one of his first long-term partners that's of importance to the story and they they find up founding like uh it's funny because like he's like he has a lawsuit for being a like a pyramid scheme so like, what does he do? He just like makes another fucking pyramid scheme, but this time using vitamins. So like he makes another company in 1994. And I think Tony, Natalie and him run it together. And it's called the National Health Network. So, you know, he does the consumer byline in 1990, gets fucking sued for that. And then he's like, ah, fuck it. Starts another one, but this time in the health space selling vitamins and i guess that ran until about 1999 but it ended up failing i don't really know why uh, i just have that it failed but that kind of takes us up to like present day like that's kind of because what he does next this is like when he starts uh nexium i thought nexium um, started in 98 yeah like the like well yeah like i mean the same that's that's like roughly the same time period yeah. we're at so yeah, sure. In 1998, I guess it starts, but it's called executive success programs initially. And this is like, you have to remember when I told you that story at the beginning where that Nancy Salzman, uh, like just fucks over her friend and like ends up fucking this guy. So yeah. Nancy Salzman, who's that Tony Natalie's friend, she actually ends up, she starts executive success programs with Ranieri. And her sister. Yeah. 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 So it's just it's just really weird like the whole thing is weird just that whole dynamic anyways but they end up starting it and, and i don't know several years later it becomes known as nexium so this kind of brings us into uh not gonna lie when i was briefly reading this today because i yeah messed up what we were talking about i thought it was like roman numerals I didn't even like really look at it. Oh. I just thought it was like a bunch of Roman numerals. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird way. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, all the listeners will have seen how it's spelled, but it, it is weird. Like if you don't know how it's pronounced, it's, it just looks fucking stupid. Um, 
Yeah, I would have never guessed fucking Nexium or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um boys, I'm in a little buzz right now. Well, that's so, good. Number four. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> nah, there you go. Got home from work and we started doing this, so literally same. Fuck yeah. Um so I okay, so we talked a little bit about some of his influences. I found one thing, it said that uh he was also in- influenced by Anne Rand. Uh, I, I just personally found that hilarious because uh, I don't know. I, uh, Anne Rand, is, she gets a lot of negative criticism. You guys I'm not made, sure who that is. Oh, I, I thought for sure I would have told you guys about this. Uh, she wrote her notes. Hey, you tell us about a lot of stuff. She wrote us. She, to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote uh, The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged. Those are like kind of maybe her most notable works, but she gets a lot of negative criticism, especially for like from like our dem- age demographic. Um, because she's kind of like, I would say, ultra, ultra, ultra capitalistic. So she gets a lot of negative flack for that. But fuck, man, these books are so fucking good. Like, so good. I just wanted to... Ultra capitalistic? Meaning like... Um, just her ideas Like she probably voted for Trump. No, I don't... I would... would What's her name again? Anne Rand. I just wanted to shout these out because... I'll explain them for a second and you might understand why it influenced, why Ranieri got influenced from these. Um, despite the politics of the books, like fuck it, fuck if it's, if it's pro capitalist, we don't even need to discuss that. The characters in these books are fucking ridiculous. Like the main characters. So like in the fountainhead, there's this guy named Howard Roark, uh, Roark and he's basically, he's like the exemplar of how you properly navigate reality and achieve like extreme goals like the craziest goal you can possibly think of you think you can't fucking do it this guy you you just read the story and you're like oh i see how someone can achieve the craziest shit ever and it makes sense it like changes your brain so you're just like oh i get it now so like for instance if i were to walk up to someone on the street and be like hey create a spacex they'd be like oh fuck you know, they would just go about their life and that's shitty and that sucks. But this book, The Fountainhead, this, if like, I'm telling you, man, if this Howard Roark guy, he starts from nothing and it just going through his story, you kind of understand how someone can start from nothing, be crushed by life time and time again, but create a SpaceX. It makes sense. Mm. So I thought that was interesting because, you know, you look at Ranieri, like, what did he do? And obviously, you know, he had a lot of criminal activity associated with him. So he kind of took a negative path, but it makes sense that he would be influenced by, you know, a story like this. Um, so I, 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 when I saw that, I was like, oh, I understand why he's, you know, why he, like how he could extract, you know, principles from this, but use it in a negative way. You know what I mean? It made okay. sense to me because, but I just want to shout that book out for if we have listeners out there. Fountainhead, fuck yeah, huge book, worth it. Um, <laughs> I'm still. Oh, we're doing free shoutouts anymore. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I would. It's relevant, and I felt like it was worth it, so I'm doing it. Um, fun fact: while we're still on this uh, off-topic tangent, her other book, Atlas Shrugged. Oh, we're off-topic. Oh, we're off-topic right now. We're talking about Anne Rand. Uh, Atlas Shrugged is another good one. It's honestly the Fountainhead's better, but Atlas Shrugged is very similar and it has the same principles. Like you kind of see um, how people do great things and it makes sense. But 
this funny atlas shrugged it's it's actually longer well it's as long as all three lord of the rings trilogy in one book shit so it's it's massive um but i don't know it's fucking hilarious so he's influenced by the teachings of these thing of these books which i thought you know it kind of fit into like what he ended up doing you know making a big company having these grandiose ideas achieving those grandiose ideas even though they're fucking crazy and like weird you know what i mean so that was interesting um but hopping back onto the track of our discussion 2002 this is an important year i think for ranieri and uh, nancy salzman as they recruit members of the bromfman family so yeah this is where it got interesting where it started to get gain traction and power yeah so well 2002 that was when those disappearances happened is that what you're about to talk about no <laughs> no <laughs> no no we'll get to, no no I, there's some disappearances that happened but right now um so the bromplin family i didn't i didn't know who these people were but basically uh this there's two chicks, Sarah Bronfman and Claire Bronfman, and they're heirs to a billion-dollar um, fortune. Yeah. And, yeah, Harris's. There you go. Heiresses. Heiresses. No H. I don't know. Um, <laughs> in, pron- in pronunciation. That's good. No, it's good. It's good. Well, you are the pronunciation guy, so. so their father. weird, because I'm brown. You fuckers are white. <laughs> I don't know. I no, we're arrogant to pronunciation because we're white. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> white privilege. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to pronounce shit right. <laughs> it's just like simple. I'm shit. from America. What's your name? I speak American. Yeah, fuck it. Name's Muhammad. <laughs> what? How do you say that? I'm just gonna call you George. How yeah, about we, that? Yeah. Is it George? <laughs> Mike? No, my name is Muhammad. Michael Scott. (laughs) I had a fake name while working at Dairy Queen because my name was apparently too hard to pronounce. Well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Canada. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to Canada, George. (laughs) Okay. um, Sorry, from America, I don't speak your booga booga language. (laughs) (laughs) I just watched uh, Team America World Police again. It fucking it's so fucking funny. Is it? You know, I was thinking about watching it again. Oh, you've I was never like, seen it's prob- it? No, I've seen it, but it's been like years. Oh my god, when he's like the actor and he has to like get into the terrorist <sighs> hideout was- and he's like they're like how is he going to do it? And he's like he has to act and he like walks up to the terrorist and he's just like Durka 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 and they're like oh Durka Durka and they like let him in. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, I, like I think about, like, re-watching it, but I just figured, like, it'd be so bad. Oh, it is. Like, you ever yeah. go back and re-watch movies, yeah. and you're like, this was hilarious when I was 15 years old. Yeah. Oh, it's it's exactly like that, but it's still oh, okay. funny. Yeah, that's what I thought. It, there's yeah, a little right. bit of that, but it's still funny. Like, I watch Dude Wears My Car. Oh. Like, don't even <laughs> fucking waste your time. Really? Man. It's so bad, man. I like, remember it, it being so good. Yeah, I, I remember thinking think it was, like, the most hilarious movie ever i wouldn't watch it like as well <laughs> i'm like this how did i think Zoltan. this was funny fucking yeah Zoltan. hey you know what i'm tying things in that's what i'm trying to do i forgot about that are you telling me this guy is like zoltan from dude where's my car yes <laughs> yeah except he had he had female harems instead of a bunch of white guys in bubble wrap 
Okay, uh, so well, we're, we weren't off topic before. We definitely are now. Well, we're back on. <laughs> Don't worry. I know where we it's are. Part of the experience and part of the boozing. Hey, we, we're the Swerve Podcast. We swerve into weird topics and we swerve right out of those weird topics. People are going to be like, yeah, this Don't podcast, they try and teach you how, about these obscure topics, but they're talking about, dude, where's my car? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Sarah Bronfman, Claire Bronfman. They're the These Harris's are the billionaires. Billionaires. Daughters. Daughters. So the, the the billionaire, his name is Edgar um, Bronfman, and he was a Canadian billionaire, billionaire actually. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Cool. He, he made, well, actually, you know what? We should reach out to them to sponsor the podcast because guess why he's a billionaire? Because of a podcast? No, he makes distilled whiskey in Canada. Ooh, oh, shit. Larry, now you're talking. Now you're thinking outside the old tickle trunk there. <laughs> hey, we did it. We did this. T- oh, he's actually passed away in 2013, but. She's funny. We just like reach out. Can like, hey, we, uh, can you sponsor his daughters into? <laughs> I mean, I mean, Ranieri did it. So, <laughs> so yeah, we fucking so, combined. We probably have two hundred forty IQ. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. Uh, um. Okay. So, funny enough, this. Uh, so okay, they they join in. They recruit these like high profile um people sarah bronfman and claire bronfman and sarah bronfman and claire they really like the nexium because right this is a personal development course um or type deal and they really like the message and they really like ranieri so they actually convince this is when their father was still alive they convince him to go take a course um sometime maybe like 2003 or something he's convinced so In october early 2003 so he actually takes a course with uh nexium um, but I guess like right after that, he denounces the group as a cult. So he like, yeah. he just like saw right through the bullshit. You know, he's like, I'm a fucking billionaire. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. this ain't my it first when, uh, fucking rodeo, bud. But Ranieri's yeah. banging both his daughters. So yeah. He so he kind of, <laughs> <laughs> by that time, uh, Vanity Fair and Forbes had picked up on this and they were like, going to do a story on them. So Forbes actually, Printed his story, and part of that was interviewing Edgar Bronfman uh, right. to get his insight on it because he was like a big name in the industry. So they're like, okay, this guy's obviously very wealthy. Let's just see what he had to say about it. And yeah, basically, he's just like, I think it's a cult. And then, yeah, because of that, it just got fucking branded as a cult from there on. And everyone's like, uh, got iffy. But even though that branding was there by, say, a reputable magazine like Forbes. Yeah. It did nothing to slow them down. Oh yeah, at in the fact, time. it kind of did the opposite. Like it gave them more publicity, and they just gave more traction. Hey, all yeah. all publicity is good publicity. Um, Kardashians, <laughs> cultures. Uh, so I have this note while we're on the topic of these billionaires. Uh, so Ranieri, he has like a seventy million dollar loss in commodities trading, uh, trading in two thousand seven. And he actually, he blamed Edgar Bronfman for this. He thought that he was somehow causing this to happen. So he's like, he goes to the daughters and he's like, your dad's fucking me over. Oh, I lost all this money. Um, he's fucking me over. He probably said it differently, but I'm just going to say it. Maybe that's how he sounded. He's like, so can you, you just know like, how he you, said it. Can you just like, like I lost $70 million. Can you just like get me $150 million? And they're like, yeah, sure. So they just gave him 
$150 million to support the organization. It started off with an initial investment of $2 million that was repaid through personal training sessions. So in those personal training sessions, he was getting, they were getting fucked. Two million. <laughs> <laughs> well, they ended up using like, cause right there, ha- their what the fuck is it? I'm calling heirs. Is it heiresses? Heiresses. What is that? Billion dollar fortune. Well, oh, like they're the heirs to the fortune. So, oh, okay. So they have all this money. So like, he ended up convincing them to give like 150 million dollars. Like what? what? Good for. Wow. What? How do how do I learn how to do that? I can use that kind of money. Well, no? you should start by reading The Fountainhead. <laughs> Is that the book that's the size of the three Lord of the Ring books? No, that's Atlas no, that's Shrugged. A, that's Fountainhead's Atlas. long, but it's 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 shorter. That, but 100% like, recommend recommend that to anybody. It's fucking, if it's longer than the three Lord of the Ring books, that's not going to fucking happen. It's I'm not. not that shit. It's not, but it's, it's long. It's fucking long, but it's really good. You just said you want $150 million. If it's fucking three Lord of the Rings books... Put in the fucking time. Yeah. Is there a movie? Is there a movie about no. it? Jesus. Yeah. So yeah, you're not gonna. Yeah. Is there an audio book? Get on his level. Get on Boys, his level. No, I don't think so. I'm more of the like I used to do book reports. I did a book report on Holes once. The the book Holes, and I just when watched you were in the grade movie four. <laughs> like, did you just watch the movie? Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. Well, that's okay. Books are good. I'm going to keep shouting them out if I come across them. Here on The Swerve, we also develop you as listeners. I love how you went like a little uh, very Southern there. Like, Here on oh, The I Swerve. <laughs> I didn't try to, but... <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, you're talking about... Yeah, Forbes does that piece. Vanity Fair does that piece. We talked about that. Um, 2005, again, allegedly has sex with another 15-year-old. This time, how old is he? 45? 45. Um, her name's Camelia. I think she, she'll come Clearly, up later. She's probably going to become a stripper anyways. So oh. <laughs> with that name, Hey, I just call it how I see it. All right. <laughs> <Hot take>. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know any more about that, but that was in there. Um, okay. This is, this is hilarious too. So this Nexium's going, right. They're doing all these self-help courses, self-development things. Um, and honestly, people like it. Like yeah. if, you, if you look at, followers of this and interviews with them they really enjoyed the content and they felt it really did help them mm-hmm. in a lot At of ways they're uh most i guess established they had 3700 active members okay who were paying for sessions classes 3700 3700 and that was across the u.s and canada okay so because all this negative press is coming out ranieri kind of wants to he wants to give them credibility. He doesn't want them to be perceived as a cult. So he, he has this plan where he's like, okay, how about we get like high profile people to endorse the organization and that can help remove these cult allegations. So they put in this like plan to <laughs> get the Dalai Lama to endorse the organization. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm just kind of reading this. Like, so they got so, the Dalai Lama. Yeah. He so, is a cult. Well, I mean, that's the whole no, they just want someone to endorse them so that they kind of get rid of that stigma. And they, they end up putting together like a $2 million campaign to try to get the Dalai Lama to endorse them. And uh, you know what? In some ways, it almost worked because... <laughs> okay, so this is funny. So Sarah Bronfman, like we talked about, right? She's full-fledged into this cult. 
right yeah. now. Um, she ends up fucking the Dalai Lama's gatekeeper, this guy named Lama Tenzin Dalden. Whoa, um, whoa can we get a breaking per- his vow of celibacy? <laughs> um, oh no! Just to like kind of get at the Dalai Lama, you know what I mean? So like she like gets in, you know, it's just crazy. Just whatever you can do, you know. Was well, that not crazy? Like this daughter of a billionaire, she has millions of dollars. Raniere's like, hey, let's get the Dalai Lama. She's like, oh, you know what? I can help. She just like goes and fucks the Dalai Lama's right hand man to like get with, you know, get some kind of get into them to their their sphere, get acquainted. No, am I the only one that's fucking no, blown that's... away by this? These <laughs> are crazy people, man. Okay, yeah. So they're trying to get some some credibility. Yeah, Dalai Lama comes in, and Sarah Sarah Bronfman bangs the the guy. Yeah. So yeah, and and they spend two million dollars like trying to get uh, just make a they have like a two million dollar plan. But funny, Dalai Lama actually does come to albany um nixium they're kind of based out of albany and he does a talk so they get him to come and give a talk and the dalai lama he presents rainier with a white scarf during this talk okay so in some sense they did they didn't get an official endorsement but their plan got the dalai lama to give a talk for them and he got a white scarf out of it Nice, but a nice white scarf too. And well, here's the funny thing. Guess what it means when the Dalai Lama dollars. <laughs> guess what it means when the Dalai Lama gives you a white scarf. Uh, you're one of them. I don't know. It symbolizes it symbolizes purity, goodwill, and uh, compassion and sincerity of mm-hmm. one's offerings, with no negative thoughts or motives in mind. Well, Rainier probably left out that he was banging 15-year-olds. So, (laughs) yeah. Maybe the Dalai Lama, yeah, they didn't let that one out. Yeah, they they didn't let that one slide. In a way, the Dalai Lama giving you a white scarf is basically an endorsement, right? So they were successful in that campaign uh, to some extent, which I thought was kind of crazy. I'm getting into these teachings. Yeah, let's let's get get into it so i guess you could you could say he was uh somewhat of a leader or at least he thought of himself as a leader of a philosophical movement um of course why wouldn't he yeah and basically these courses they weren't i would say they were like between five to eight thousand dollars but they were a 16 day long course and they were referred to as intensives so you did these 16 day long courses um, and you'd be like, I'm going to an in- intensive. That's what you'd be. That's what you would say. Okay. And they don't describe this. This is what's weird. There, there's with the teachings, there's a, a non-disclosure agreement associated with them. So anybody who had gone to these seminars, they legally can't talk about them. So there's honestly, there's not a lot of information out about what goes down in these because it's a trade secret. And there's these non-disclosure agreements associated with them. But if I were to say in a nutshell what they're about and what they say they're about, it's about rational inquiry. So that kind of ties back into the Anne Rand stuff that we were talking about because she's kind of like, her whole philosophy is like using the rational mind. So I just, when I was reading through this stuff, it kind of, I always kind of like things were connecting in my mind about how 
this guy operated and how the organization operated. Um, you know, like he has the NLP, he's manipulative. He likes the multi-level marketing. He's got all that down. He's kind of into like, you know, Anne Randian philosophy, which is all about like rationality. So of course he's probably trying to teach these types of things, trying to teach people to like, you know, start from nothing and achieve grandiose shit. Right. Okay. So it kind of all tied together. And if, so if I were to assume what the courses were about, I would assume they'd be similar to the philosophy of, of that. But well, they were, he was a motivational speaker too. Right. So that yeah. was, he's pumping people up basically. Yeah. You can succeed greatest. And then I'm going to bang you until you see the blue weight type of thing. Exactly. And I guess a lot of these, uh, <laughs> a, a lot of these uh, teachings they had, or these sessions, they had like secret handshakes and like kind of rituals that they would do, like weird bowing things. So there was like a ritual element to a lot of the teachings, um, which is honest. That's not that weird. Like, you know, I've gone to like, you know, I don't know seminars and shit, and it's it's not weird that like you know you might like yell some shit every once in a while. You know, like, right. like well, you know, Tony Robbins things. type shit. So talking about <laughs> talking about the teachings here, uh, I guess they they were rank. So they had they wore colored sashes to symbolize or signify rank. So I guess that's kind of similar to like you know martial arts. You have like different belts, different colorings. Mm-hmm. They did that as well. I don't really know what you had to do to get different ranks. Uh, well, I'm sure. With the top rank, I'm sure we know what you have to do to do that. <laughs> like, suck some dick. Um, so we know that one, but I don't know anything other than that. But here's something interesting. I guess a lot of the training, like we were just talking about how it's like trademarked and there's all those non-disclosure agreements. So it's hard to know exactly what they're doing. But I guess a lot of them were trained to kind of ignore, you know, when you do something, uh, you have a voice Ooh. that's like telling you not to do it. Yeah, like your conscience. Yeah. yeah, they were told, they were trained through these 16-day-long courses to ignore that. And I mean, I see the reason why, like, if you have something that can hold you back, like, say, like, hey, I want to go do this, I want to do this, but you're like, oh, I'm too stupid to do that. That's, like, something you don't want, so I understand that. But you can also understand how, if you train people to do this and you ingrain that in their mind, how they'd be easier to brainwash. Mm-hmm. So, right like if you don't have something telling you not to do something you know next thing you know after a little bit of a you say yes to this you say yes to this you're like oh, i don't really want to say yes to this but everybody else is i'll say yes to this you know 10 iterations of that yes ladder and then the next one is hey you're a sex slave now and it's like oh well sure <laughs> you know like i mean that's a sales thing too like sales they talk about building a yes ladder like you know, you start just slow getting people to say yes to simple things like, mm-hmm. oh, it's even just as little as like, hey, it's a nice day out. Yes, it is. That's number that's wrong. Number one. And then you, you keep doing things like that. So it's kind of like, I think they probably had a system similar to that. But like over this 16 day long period, you know, and that's going to ingrain it in your mind. And then you're just easier. You're more easy to manipulate. And we already talked about muscle memory, basically. Yeah, we already, yeah. Auto response. So are you saying that used car salesmen are basically cults? 
No. <laughs> um, in terms of the a yes ladder thing, practicing that, I guess you could associate that with it. But they are very well wor- like versed in manipulating you to buy something you don't really persuasion, need. Yeah. Um, persuasion. Yeah. Um. So it's interesting. So the whole thing thing is like Nixium. They have this they're trying to portray themselves as a self-development type organization, but there's some weird shit. So for instance, Ranieri's face was on a portrait during all the teaching sessions. So it was kind of like, like, that's just fucked up, man. Like you're going to a self-help thing. You don't need to have a portrait of this, the teacher on every fucking wall. You know what I mean? Like, that's just weird already. Like that kind of just goes into I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? Like he's kind of a narcissist, etc. And he has all these portraits of him. That's just yeah, like he needs to be like center of attention. He needs himself, to be yeah. idolized by others. Yeah. And they also had an emphasis on paying tribute and like gratitude, which in itself is not a weird thing. Like being having gratitude for basic shit is very important. But like they would spin it in such a way that um he he'd have these 12 day birthday celebrations every year and they were called uh v week so vanguard week and right his that's his alter ego is vanguard and it was also his position within the uh the cult the cult yeah that was his uh so like they have this they're like you know you have to pay tribute to people that taught you something or like got you out of a certain mindset so, you know, they teach them these self-development principles and they would teach them, you know, maybe get them out of a weird, dark mindset, but now they're required to pay tribute in a weird way. So like, you know what I mean? Like they're centering all the focus on the one guy. Uh, it's, so it's very cult-like despite- the master slave, yeah. Yeah. So um, just quickly, the abbreviation DOS means Dominus Obsequious Sororium. Obsequious, yeah. Which is, yeah, which in translation means master over slave women. <laughs> yeah. In Latin, that's that's ridiculous. It is weird. Well, the other thing too, obsequious, that just means like manipulative too. Even just, in, mm-hmm. even if that's a word in regular English too. So if you're like, hey, that guy's obsequious, that's like a manipulative type person. So that's kind of funny as well. A big word. It is. It's a good word. Use it. Obsequious. That's, that's word of the day right there. Word of the day. Word of the, word of the podcast right there. It's a good word. Uh, <laughs> it's a new segment we're starting up here at the Swerve. Hey, we should. Word of the word of the word of the word day. Of the pod. Obsequious. Obsequious. Um. Well, if you don't learn the, anything from this podcast, remember the word of the pod. Yeah, remember the word. Send us some money. <laughs> send us money <laughs> okay so they're teaching they're well they, yeah they're teaching them they have to pay tribute and they have this long week-long celebration called v week and when i was looking at interviews of people talking about it i seemed like that the was members, birthday right 12 day long birthday binge yeah which is already bullshit because like man i already get pissed off at people when they're like it's my birthday weekend oh. It makes me want to throw up everywhere and just like, you know, like I hate that 
And this guy's yeah. like, hey, I'm going to have a 12 turn, day long. You turn 26. But you know what's funny, not though? Deal. <laughs> Even like relating a bit to that, like when you, when it's your birthday, you can enter like literally God mode in terms of like wheeling and socializing with people. Like, what are you talking? Are, are you talking about in general? That's a thing. God mode was literally on your birthday. You could get away with like anything. Every day was my like, birthday. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I, yeah i was watching some of these interviews with the members and they were like uh they seemed to really like v week like they put on performances and shit for him like it was kind of like a talent show and some of the members they would even miss like weddings or like big family events to attend this 12 day long thing so it seemed very important to them and uh i mean it just goes to the thing like you're just making people buy into this organization and cult um the other thing they taught that like radical ideas are often criticized and condemned so that was kind of a way to like buffer the members against uh like media outcries so like they'd be told they're like you know we have a different way of thinking this is how we do what we do um you know other people that were radical thinkers like martin luther king they were all discriminated against expect that we will be discriminated against so if there's a hit piece you see don't take it with a grain of salt because just know this is our ideas we want to spread them this is what we do we're going to keep doing it you know fuck the haters type thing so that was kind of like ingrained uh, quick note on that so some of the members of nixium's inner circle were also taught that they were reincarnates of high-ranking nazi officials so one of the people uh Barbara Boucher, who Ranieri actually ended up dating. She was one of his women. She was I guess. one of the main one of the main yeah, women. She was also the person who actually organized his 12-day birthday. Like oh. 12 day long birthday. And like so she would set up press conferences and parties and stuff for that. So she was uh taught that she was the Holocaust the reincarnation of the Holocaust architect Reynard Heydrich. <laughs> And then yeah. Nancy Salzman, which which is one of the heiresses. Yeah, or not? The, no, she's not the heiress. She's one of the co-founders. Oh, sorry, of the, yes, yes, sorry. You're and, right. And uh, one of his partners. Over her friend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she was supposed to be the reincarnation of Hitler. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I found that source that you're talking about, and I, I, it looked sketchy to me. So like, it, I don't it was know. sketchy. I just thought it was fucking hilarious. It is so, funny. It's 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 fun like, to what think. What the hell? Yeah. Because I saw that too. I saw I saw that reported in a couple different places, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Where is this coming from?" And when I looked at it, it was just like a weird blog post. It almost looked like so. I was like, "Ah, eh, maybe that didn't happen." But it's fun to think. I don't know. I, most of our sources are dog shit anyway. So who fucking cares? Like, who knows? <laughs> well, we swerve. Fuck it. We swerve. <laughs> um. Okay. So talking about this organization some weird shit there starts being some uh deaths and disappearances that happen and a lot of people start resigning so if you remember at the beginning i said that he had banged a couple 15 year olds one of them gina hutchinson she actually was a part of nexium at some point um, and she was later found dead with a gunshot wound in her head october 2002 it was ruled as a suicide um but she was a member so that's kind of weird who know i don't know more than that but that's something that i found 
There's also a dis- disappearance of a girl named Christian Snyder or Kristen Snyder. She was a part of that 16-day personal development program, and this was in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, you know, and she kind of bought into the organization, but then I guess through that 16 days, she started having like suicide threats. And they were like, Hey, we got the person she was with was like, Hey, we got to bring her to a hospital. But one of the instructors was like, no, we shouldn't do that. And then later she went missing in, you know, she would just went missing and they never found her. And they found a note. Uh, what did it say? I'm trying to find where I have the quote here. It was fucked up. It was okay. This is what she left. She said, I attended a course called executive success programs based out of Anchorage, Alaska. I was brainwashed and my emotional center of the brain was killed slash turned off. I still have feeling in my external skin, but my internal organs are rotting. I am sorry, life. I didn't know I was already dead. May we persist into the future. And then it said, no need to search for my body. Shit. That's fucked up. So what the fuck happened there? And I guess in 2009, as we'll get into, like when all these trials start going on, it was reported that Ranieri was paid, he paid $24,000 to get access to Snyder's email. So it's kind of suspicious. Perhaps that disappearance was more than just a disappearance. Were there any barrels of acid around or? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Something like that discovered? Some rags? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, so again, like, like you were talking about earlier, like a lot of big publications are releasing negative press about them and whatnot. So a lot of members are just resigning at this point. So like, I guess, um, yeah, that person you said, Barbara Bushy, she was, or Bush, how do you, Boucher, yeah. Boucher, she was one of, Rainier's partners for nine years and she was like a prominent member of Nexium. She ends up breaking away because she's like, oh, there's some unethical practices going on. There's some abuse of leadership for sexual purposes. So she she leaves. Just cash on. Um, and I guess there was nine other main members that were kind of in the inner circle. They leave. So I guess that's kind of when things I'd say got more heated after yeah. Boucher left. So I guess most of you are probably aware of this, of the news media and stuff portraying Allison Mack, who's one of the members of Smallville. Smashville. Smashville. Smash. So yeah, she was one of the main actresses there. Um, but I guess kind of how she got into it was actually through Kristen Kruick, who was also a Smallville member. Uh, she played Lana Lang, who was the main ah. co-star of Superman. Damn. So yeah, they. I, she was actually a member of Nixium for a little while, and she ended up leaving. She said that she felt uncomfortable, and she left. But she was uh, the one who introduced Raniere and a couple of the other women to Allison Mack. So when she left, Allison Mack joined. She was persuaded by Raniere and them to join, and she was full blown into it. Yeah. To the point where she actually became Raniere's right hand man or woman. And well, yeah, yeah. Mm. Part of the branding that was on well, his sex slaves was one of her initials. Yeah, she was. Uh, yeah, she was. She became so that DOS. The, DOS is like it's like an inner secret circle, like a female 
I guess you could call like a sorority within the organization. And she was like the head of that, was she not? Like she was like one of the main recruiters. Yeah, her and one other person, they were... So like in in terms of how he built up his company, he built up the inner circle the same way. He made a pyramid scheme. So anyone he personally recruited was tasked with recruiting other members. So Allison Mack and another woman, her name's eluding me at the moment, were actually tasked with recruiting other members. And they did. They actually went out and recruited other members. and And they were part of the ritual in which they branded these members to be solely like for Ranieri's use. Like yeah. Devote themselves to him. Well, yeah, that's, I agree with that. I have a, a quick amendment to make. So I'm looking at what DOS stands for again, Dominus Obsequious Sororium, it's not obsequious. It's obsequious. So I did say it right. <laughs> no, it is not. Obsequious is not the word of the day. It's a related it. word, but different. Let's throw the word of the pod. (laughs) But obsequious probably comes from obsequious because obsequious is a Latin. There we go. So obsequious is probably, there you go. To keep our our thing alive. (laughs) But yeah, that's right. Like the DOS, or I'm just going to call it the DOS. Like it used multi-level marketing principles. It was like you recruit one girl, that girl recruits other girls, those girls recruit other girls, et cetera. Yeah. Tell. So the way you got promoted was by recruiting others. Right. In terms of the inner circle. Yeah. And I guess these like branding events were kind of intense. Uh, I found an interview where they were reporting the the women, they were, they had to be, they were nude and blindfolded and they were brought into like a secret room uh, and they sat in like a semicircle. And I guess the brandings were like a 30 minute long thing. 45 minutes. Yeah. So it was quite intense. Uh, and the, the other thing too, like when they joined, they'd have to provide like nude photos or other like potentially damaging information in order to join. Yeah, so if reason- you guys remembered yeah. how earlier we mentioned that even in his days of like high school and middle school, he would collect dirt on these other girls and be like, oh yeah, do like prank calls and shit and just Little have something on them. Yeah. So he he pretty much adapted that to the point where he had them like write written confessions, give nude photos, tell like all their dirt, kind of like a confessional, and just he would just record all that and use it against him and in, in if they ever tried to like turn away from him. Yeah. It's what the fuck? it is interesting. And they had they engaged in master slave relationships. So kind of I guess whoever like recruited you, you're they're your master, you're the slave. And they were kind of just told that that's just semantics. They're like, oh, just think of it like that's your mentor. But they literally referred Your to it as master-slave. Yeah, relationships. literally means master. Yeah. It's just really weird. The other thing that I thought was weird is like, you know, Nancy, uh, Nancy Slosman, the co-founder, her daughter, Laura Slosman, like had slaves in the DOS program and was a part of the DOS program. It's just like, why would you make your daughter do that like isn't that just like fucked up well because buddy probably wanted to sleep with her was she 15 (laughs) (laughs) that's a good i don't know it's 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 fucked up in a sense that like like yes he manipulated the mother and the mother was so fucked up and brainwashed that she just let her daughter be used as well it is weird so i have in 2010 uh, so Rainier, like we said, he kind of has a harem going on. One of the girls, 
that he's a part that's one of his partners, uh, Daniela, he finds out that she kissed another man. So he's like, he orders her locked in her room for two years. <laughs> Where the hell did you read that? I did, I did not find that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was her punishment. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> that's like something out of like medieval days and they were like lock him in towers and shit. So crazy. Uh, 2010 also, this is another vanity article that comes out. It's called The Harrises and the Cult. It's that Tony Natalie girl that we mentioned a couple times. She she leaves and she and like she starts revealing some information, and he's she said that Ranieri made her keep the body of her dead puppy in her freezer and that she should look at it daily, and that was like a good thing. <laughs> that was like a part of the healing process <laughs> or some shit. Damn! What the fuck? So that comes out. Uh, the same girl, Tony Natalie. Uh, she ends up filing, uh, I'm just laughing at that. I don't, I'm not laughing at what I'm about to say, but she ends up filing some rape allegations against Rainier in 2011. So like we said, things are getting more serious. There's more like criminal, the, the spotlights on them with the media and there's like, more criminal shit coming out. Like the, what the, I the find murder, absurd is people leaving. all this shit is happening. They're getting all this negative publicity and like, they're basically being told that women are getting raped, that this is a cult. But yet it keeps going and it keeps going for like additional seven years before it gets well, shut down. That's the thing. I feel like the Nixium organization, probably like if you just went to a course and then fucked off, you probably got some value out of the course. You know what I mean? Like you probably did get some, obviously people did like people, you look at people, people probably got some value. Like if your life was right. shitty. And you go take a course and it like kind of you get something from it. And then now you're, you got a better job. You got to. So like you, didn't someone. you didn't necessarily buy into the whole cult thing, but the yeah. courses that you paid money well, for. I mean, were if you have a penis, yes, you probably fucked off. But if you had a vagina, well, you were likely attempted to be recruited further. Yeah. Based on my readings, it was more the inner circle of the organization where yeah. all the abuse and exploitation was happening. So I think a lot of people probably like, they're probably surprised. They're probably like, yeah, I took that course and it was fine. And then they just left and they never went further with it. But you're right. Like the inner thing is weird and it's weird that it lasted so long. Nonetheless, like 2014, I guess Ranieri has a, he has a, a kid with this girl, Kristen Keefe. And in 2014, she, she just leaves. Cause she's like, fuck this. Like, um, I guess he was experimenting on the sun. I don't know what that means. But that's that's the phrase I found. He was experimenting, so she's like, "Fuck this." She leaves. Uh, yeah, it's crazy, dude. And just to, this is something crazy, just to put back in the mindset of how manipulative Ranieri is. Twenty fifteen, he gets this company called Canaprobe. It's a Canadian investigative firm, and he pays them to like look into financial information of six federal judges, a U.S. senator. Um, a reporter and an editor and a publisher of Times Union. So he's like trying to find leverage over people he thinks might harm him in the future. So he has something on them. He's trying to find like trying to dig up some dirt. Trying to, he's trying to find an angle. Crazier than that. He, he pl again in 2015, he plans to lure critics of the organization to Mexico with an invitation to an anti-cult conference 
then when these people who are criticizing the organization go to that conference, they're to be arrested. No, arrested on false charges um, from a bribed judge in Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like not only trying to dig up dirt on people. What the fuck? He's trying to falsely trying to eliminate people just well, straight what, up what's that at? what's it well, yeah he's trying to falsely accuse people type of thing yeah so amazing <laughs> it is crazy and <laughs> i mean i guess kind of coming out of this i mean obviously he goes to trial uh 2018 there's a search warrant for his email bunch of shit comes out he's arrested in mexico in march 2018 it's kind of funny when they went to arrest him they were in the middle of a planned group sex session <laughs> and God Ren- yeah ranieri he hid in a closet and i just i just thought that was really funny because if he's hiding in the closet that means that he has to come out of the closet yeah, I just, thought, <laughs> I just thought that was fun. It's like in order to be arrested, he has to come out of the closet, and it just made me laugh. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you know that the news like Ranieri comes out of the closet. Yeah, this is in that. So he's he's indicted for sex trafficking, conspiracy for sex trafficking, conspiracy and conspiracy to commit forced labor. Um. Racketeering, yeah. nuts. It's God damn. so he go, he goes down basically. Like they they have all this shit on him. He still hasn't been tried. Um, has he been? The trial was May seventh, twenty nineteen. He okay. was found guilt in June nineteen twenty nineteen. He's found guilty of sex sexual exploitation of a child and possession of child pornography with regard to a minor, and that was that Camilla that we talked about, the stripper. Yeah, that was that was that was where that charge came from. Um, sex trafficking, um, and attempted sex trafficking, identity theft, um, trafficking for labor and services, forced labor, conspiracy to alter records for the for use in an official proceeding, and then yeah, sexual trafficking, forced labor, racketeering, and wire fraud conspiracy. So like a bunch of shit. Like, I don't even know what all that adds up to, but. I, I thought I read he's facing a minimum of 15 years, most likely life. Right. I think I saw that too. So that's 15 to 25. So his lawyer though, <laughs> his fucking lawyer. I've seen some of those interviews with his lawyer and they're fucking hilarious. So this is his lawyer kind of, you know, his lawyer is backing him obviously. So the lawyer is kind of like, well, if we look at it, this is the lawyer's perspective. He's like, everyone involved is an adult and they're free thinking adults, which we know isn't true because there's the 15 year old shit. Yeah. But that's what he was saying. And he's like, there's nothing weird about a secret society. He's like, you know, fraternities have weird rituals yeah. they do. There's the Freemasons, you know, like there's all these organizations. There's nothing weird about a secret society. So, like, dude, the fucking Catholic church, any church or whatever. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, and he's like, he claims that branding is like commonplace in fraternities and that many athletes that were uh, member, former members of fraternities are branded. And he's like, this is kind of like a double standard. He's like, this has been going, like men get branded all the time. He's like, now that a couple women get branded, what's the big deal? Kind of, that's kind of like the spin he's trying to put on it. Right. And then he's also like, 
he's like, you know, Keith has been polyamorous his whole life, which is true. He's like, mm-hmm. so that's just how he rolls. so that's kind of like the i guess that's the defense case like that they have like that's just like what he does in terms of like (laughs) Raniere, like he he didn't marry these women so like him having polyamorous relationship that's fine there's nothing wrong with that i understand that the problem is that a lot of them were cohort uh i can't even say the word coerced coerced into it and they have like yeah they can't like leave because he's just like oh if you leave i'm gonna yeah, no, i'm not shit. i'm not supporting his actions <laughs> i'm just merely stating that men can have well, multiple mean, also women like, in their life and it's not a problem yes i understand yeah but then if they had multiple partners like girl kisses another guy oh two years in your room <laughs> you're yeah, grounded well, I for mean, two years I understand that. That's kind of crazy. But some people are okay with that. Like some people... Yeah, from a lawyer's perspective, she didn't have to adhere to that. She could have just left the society. Yeah. Mm. So, so it's like it was her choice to stay there as well. She probably like had dropped so well, much money. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say it was her choice. Like... Yeah, that's the thing. We don't... There's so much... She could have been forced into it too. So like, yeah, we, we, we don't know the details. But it's it's interesting. It's kind of crazy. I mean... Just the whole the whole story. I mean, just seeing how he, you know, from how he kind of like was always like this, like his whole life, like when he was a child up till now, just seeing like the different where he's drawing influence from and how he's using it to like create this, <laughs> this like sex cult. It's fucking weird, man. Um, but I think that that pretty much sums it up, like. Yeah, let's get into what's our going to be our final thought. Uh, ra- wrap it up. Well, I don't question. think there's a terms of offense we can get on or off. So I mean, just like, what are your thoughts about the entire process? The entire. Trace? Yeah, I think it's just a re- it's a reflection more than. Oh fuck! A okay. take. Do you want okay. to start us off, Dragon? <laughs> yes. Oh, you guys want me to reflect on what I think? What I just heard. Um. Yes, sir man i don't know it's fuck sakes i don't know okay so total cult obviously um but i mean i find it i guess maybe going on the flip side of things like just thinking about how like uh envy you're saying how like or was it magnum you know oh like athletes get branded in their fraternity magnum are you branded let's see show us your ass (laughs) um it's funny how it gets flipped right so it's not i'm not not trying to justify some of the stuff yeah i hear you or anything but it's just funny how it got it gets flipped right so like i was saying and like I'm not religious, but you know, people are and religion's your religion. That's fine. That's not what I'm not trying to dive into this, but, but let's be honest. Like the Catholic church is the biggest cult in the world. Right. I, so, yeah, I mean, so I mean like fucking horrific shit, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's socially acceptable. You know what I mean? Like it's normal to be Catholic and yeah, like shit. Like we went, I won't say who, obviously, but we went to a, a Catholic wedding not too long ago, the three of us, and it was fucking yeah. weird. Like, they were, you know, Hail Mary this and, you know, whatever. I was you know, it's like, 
yeah, <laughs> Magnum went and got blessed by the priest in the fucking privacy of the booth. Um, what do you mean? No, I was blessed no, in, was front in front of everyone. Yeah. You just have to cross <laughs> you guys, his arms because he wasn't a faith. Um, I have to cross you know, my arms and, while I've sucked his dick. <laughs> in front of everybody. But man, God damn it, did I get that... You guys God all damn it, endorsed did I get that blood of Christ in me? It was, yeah, I mean, it was socially acceptable. I mean, they're, we're Catholics. <laughs> they're Catholics. It was all fine. I'm just trying to think right? about things. We applauded too. Like, and you, cheered from the background. Right? That was all fine. As far as, like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, also, like, in NCAA football, like, sports like there's like colleges like there's tons of girls who are raped and sexually assaulted all the time and it gets swept under the rug like crazy so i guess kind of where i'm going like this is it's just i want to use the word funny but it's probably not the right word but it's funny how um you know something like this happens and obviously it's wrong i'm not trying to justify it but it's funny how because, it, you know, it's only 3,500 people and it's not a multi-billion dollar thing like the fucking Catholic Church or, you know, NCAA sports. That it's, it's, it's wrong. It's not accepted. And it's like, yeah. and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. Like, I'm not saying it should be, but it's, it's just funny that this is that like... other people you, get away with it. Well, yeah, like exactly. Like, it's yeah. like, this is blasphemy, but I mean, everything else is fine. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, with, okay, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. With the 3,700 members... Their minimum buy-in was five thousand, so that's eighteen and a half million dollars from thirty-seven hundred people. Yeah, okay, but I mean, how much does the fucking Catholic Church rake in well, uh, every month? You know what I mean? Like, this is like this, these guys are fucking tier four compared to the NCAA football. You know yeah, what I mean? Everybody like, should be held accountable. Yeah. Is the yeah, so I mean, like yeah. some people get away with it, and it, you know, the rich get. And I'm not trying to make this some huge so, political thing or anything like that. It's just yeah. funny to me how. Some people get away with it, and it's totally fine. It's not a big deal. But this is such a huge issue. Everyone's like, oh, my God, this fucking cult, this Ranieri guy. Like, he's clearly a pedophile. And, like, obviously is. Like, he's yeah, he's obviously a fucking psychopath. But, yeah. I mean, you know, let's call a spade a spade here, you know? Yeah, we should make it. We should be doing the same criticisms and critiques yeah. and uh, charges to yeah. these other places. I mean, too. Yeah, that's that So, I sense. do have a question now that... I guess kind of post-reflection, my question is, do you think if you were in a position where you were speaking to someone like Ranieri, would you be manipulated or like brainwashed essentially? By well, I'm a, yeah, do you think you would be brainwashed? I've mentioned before that I'm a hard fence sitter. So yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think so. Okay. I really don't. So reflect and tell us why you don't think so. Because I do the brainwashing. <laughs> I want to fuck Ranieri. <laughs> That's why we're doing he this podcast. He steps out of line, I fuck him in the ass. <laughs> he steps out of line. God damn. Yeah, we forgot to. He stepped out of line. <laughs> you fucked in the ass. Oh, <laughs> shit. Come here, um, George. <laughs> what um okay envy let's hear it final take final take i think it's absolutely crazy that this thing kept going on even after all the media coverage and all the negative press that they kept getting it continued to go on for several like i guess as early on as 2003 they started getting negative press yeah they were like started in 98 and then it continued on for another 15 16 years before getting shut down like 
that's ridiculous. And it was even gaining traction in most of that. And like, what I find like even crazier is that people with these PhDs and stuff who like NLP, who had the ability to, I guess, cognitively think higher and manipulate others were manipulated by a manipulator. <laughs> manipulator didn't have as much experience. Yeah, that's actually Or at least funny. the background, like it's so, that just. It is interesting. So like, I, I'm a pretty uh, confident person. And I would like to think that I'd be like, yeah, fuck that. This guy could never control me. But mm-hmm. I mean, some, I don't have a fucking PhD. And this woman who had a PhD was obviously manipulated. I don't think she had, she didn't have a PhD, but she had some credentials. Well, I'm just saying people who are a I lot you, smarter yeah. than me were manipulated. So like, I, th- I think I might have, might be manipulated as well. So if I'm ever gone for a while or like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> getting fucked in the ass please help me out <laughs> sounds good well maybe you like that i don't know maybe <laughs> no, you come I, out, I maybe not. you were hiding maybe you're hiding in the closet <laughs> Mary was yeah uh, it's, we're, we did, it's 2020 man we're not here to judge that'd be so funny he uses that in his defense well, he's funny like because well, our entire podcast is about judging <laughs> yeah that's fair he just like uses it in his defense case he's like well you know i did come out of the closet last week it's been hard for me like all this like, he was like clearly hiding with like a bat or something it's like, like clearly that. he's just trying to equivocate the sentence yeah so i just think it's absolutely nuts how much this guy actually was able to get away with things and how long he was able to preserve his way of thought and manipulation so yeah, he came from nothing, multi-million dollar company and companies, like plural. Yeah. He's just I'm like I'm amazed by what he accomplished, but I'm also horrified that even though it was out in public what he was doing, it was not stopped earlier. So like yeah. a lot of people suffered from it and are never gonna be able to even recover from that. So Yeah. Sad to think about it like <laughs> that. Yeah. I mean it's I mean for me it just solidifies in my mind that power corrupts i mean the like even it's not like it wasn't just ranieri that was doing uh what am i trying to say it wasn't just ranieri that was had blood on his hands there was a yeah. shitload of people in the organization that were given power they were in that master role and they took advantage of it mm-hmm. so i mean that's the thing it's like just be careful if you're given power what are we fucking lecturing here on the surf? I just mean, yeah, just be be cognizant when you have power. It can make you, it can change you. So be I careful. Mean, isn't it crazy? Like, so so money gives you power essentially. And we yes. had the two sisters who were heiresses to billion dollar fortune. So they already had power. So like, how much more fucking power hunger do you have to be? Yeah, but they didn't earn that themselves. So like, yeah, the different. mindset that you develop and like. <laughs> build through the process of becoming a billionaire like that but Edgar not Brock, earning yourself her, the father, makes you entitled so it's even worse i think yeah that's what i'm saying it. that's what i'm saying like the edgar brought bronfen got like the father i forget his how to say the last last name but the father like he just was like yeah this is a cult and he just left yeah. he took he went to the courses because his daughters were like gung-ho about it but he's just like eh, it's a cult and he moved yeah. on and was uh, just moved because he built you know he started probably from nothing Probably worked oh. his bag off, yeah. Yeah, you know, he developed the skill sets. He saw well, I mean, it. The well, he's, Canadian. He's, he's the Canadian guy, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. I don't really have anything else to say about it. <laughs> you didn't really wrap it up well, though, quickly. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, two minutes. Two I'm minutes. just saying, power corrupts. Be careful. Watch out. 
So if you were in that position, do you think you'd be brainwashed by someone like no. Ranieri? I don't, I really, I, I personally don't. And maybe that's uh, what naive of me to say that. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty critical when it comes to a lot of things. Like if I'm doing something, like I fucking think about it hardcore. So I just okay. feel like I wouldn't get wrapped up in the thrall of it all. Hmm. I would like to believe, but again, that's the thing. Yeah. Doubts. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I know I was joking about being offensive, but I'm pretty stubborn as well. So I, I, I just don't know. Yeah, also, I'm like really the, disagreeable. So also like the money thing too. That'd be like if someone's just like, hey, why well, I'm, I know we make fun of Magnum for being cheap, but I'm kind of like that too. Like if someone's like, hey, give me eight grand for this course, I'm gonna be like, <laughs> uh, well, no, like fuck off, like. I'd have to like really like you'd have to really convince me to give up eight G's. You could yeah. have sixteen sex slaves. There's <laughs> <laughs> <Here's> sixteen thousand. <laughs> Taking out a loan, selling everything. Oh, All right. God. But I mean, so I know I know Magnum has to go, so this is just, I'll make this thought quick. So we talked like Envy, you talked about the traction, it gained traction. And how much do you think that was, how much did it get out that, well, if you invest in this course or whatever, that you're going to start getting laid more. So men started like mm. thinking into it. Like, I don't know how knowledge it was mostly females. Yeah. I'm not even sure. In terms of the inner circle, it was only females yeah. and him. Yeah. But Hey, women, women empowerment, like, <laughs> Right. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's, uh, that's what was going on. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, scratch my thought then. It is, it is crazy. It's a crazy topic. All right. Uh, tell them about our sponsors, Magnum. Okay. Uh, going in, hopping into sponsors. Um, thank you to sidestepping the sun, a Canadian rock band that made the intro and outro music to our podcast. Uh, also thank you to El Yuko, El Yucateco hot sauce unofficial sponsor. Going to keep shouting them out, but going to do a quick shout out. Good shit. Like them. Put them on your eggs. Habanero based. Hot as fuck. Hot That's as it for fuck. All right. For our uh, valued listeners out there, follow us on our social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. We'll be on, we're on Patreon as well. You know, send some love. And by we love, want we your money. <laughs> money. I'm sure. Send us money. We're going to start. We could use some COVID some support, NLP so we can so get knows. you to send some money. Or we're uh, we're really <laughs> struggling through this COVID nineteen <laughs> stuff, so a little extra cash. You know, I feel just like send it our way. would just laugh at us right now. He'd be like, "This oh, is we're not amateurs. how you do it." Yeah, <laughs> send me money. Send me money. 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 Well, I think we'll all pick up a book of some sort of NLP, and you know. I guess the podcast will get better and you'll be brainwashed into sending a shit. So be on the lookout. <laughs> we'll try. Um, yeah. Don't, don't forget. Like we said, we appreciate you listening. Thank you. Consider liking, sharing our content. That would be dope. Um, I, I honestly, I don't have anything else to say. Liquor ideas. Just... We got a cocktail. You want to shout our shoot our way. That's a try topic ideas <laughs> and yeah, then remember know. to slap the ass and ride and the ride wave the motherfucking wave, wave.